baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. In the middle of San Francisco's Mission District, in the dimly lit Roxy Theater, a handful of kids had the chance to screen their short films. There was horror and suspense, green screen, and a budding love for flipbooks. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mallory Somera, and this is Bay Current. For the past month, we excel and The Village Project, two nonprofits based in San Francisco, joined forces for the chance to mentor and teach filmmaking to a group of kids from the city for a program called the Boundless Self-Discovery Filmmaking Program. The end result was a red carpet at the Little Roxy and a film screening. The kids in the program lined up for free popcorn and drinks. Excitement filled the air. The house was packed, with some having to stand. Kids, parents, and supporters filled the seats as they got to watch the fruits of their very fun labor shine across the screen. There was a slideshow with historical pictures of downtown San Francisco, a hazy and suspenseful stumble down some creepy building stairway, a scary monster hiding in the halls of school with giggles and applause coming from the audience. The kids' mentors from the program included documentary filmmaking with Kapara Baddies, Keika Lee and Yoon B. Chang on animation, Marissa Smith, who I sat next to in the theater, taught them acting, and Antonio Garo worked with them on green screen and editing. Both The Village Project and WeXL are Jefferson Award recipients. It was actually pretty cool. I was introduced to CBS San Francisco's Sharon Chin, the host of the Jefferson Awards at the theater, who was there also covering the event. I geeked out for a minute, and I told her that when I was a production assistant here at KCBS Radio, I used to grab the audio from her Jefferson Award segments for our weekend broadcast. But anyway, after the screening, I caught up with one of the young talents. Hi, my name is Amina. Hi, how old are you? I'm 11 years old. Wow. Uh, congratulations on your film. Thank you. <laughs> um, how did you come up with your with your with your film, and which one were you involved in? Like, I decided to make a scary movie because, like, after they showed us the examples of it, I honestly, it was my dream to make a movie, so I just went with the process. I love it. Uh, do you love scary movies? Yes. Yeah. And what was the best thing about this? When I when I had when I got to be in it, and I I like being on camera and stuff. I like being in videos and stuff. So. And what do you want to do now? Go home and go to sleep. <laughs> do you want to keep making movies? Hopefully, maybe. Okay. Well, you did a great job. Congratulations. Thank you. You should be very proud of yourself. I am. Okay. Good. After the film, the group walked around the corner to five twenty eight Valencia or the Eric Caseda Center for Culture and Politics, for a mixer and panel focused on the future of film and media. 
It was there that I was able to catch up with WeXL founder Arabella DeLuco and the Village Projects director Adrienne Williams, who the kids call Miss Adrian. So I'm Arabella DeLuco. I'm the founder and CEO of WeExcel.org. And what we do is we empower through the creative process. And we have leaders in arts, media, and technology. And we're based here in San Francisco. And I saw here that you had Sharon Chin, and you've won a Jefferson Award before? Yes, I did. And not only did I win a Jefferson Award, but also our partner at the Village Project, Adrian Williams, um, also won one. So that's why Sharon is back to do a follow-up in- interview and uh, video package around the work that we're doing together. So can you tell me what we're doing here today? We just saw a bunch of really cool and fun short films. Uh, what is this a part of? So this is part of our We Excel Boundless creativity program. And it's really, we're, for this one, we're, it's called self-discovery filmmaking. Um, But it's not always going to be just filmmaking that we're teaching. We have ideas to partner up with other nonprofit organizations, older youth like high schoolers to bring them a more um, entrepreneurial uh, program called Creating Ethically. And at the end of the program, they pitch their ideas that not only is a great business idea, but also it serves their community. And the thing about Boundless is it's all about bringing mentors in our We Excel Impact Network to our youth, right? And so we, we connect them all together. Giving back to this next generation of creators is really fulfilling. And I want to encourage you know, other filmmakers, other artists who are already in their professions to consider supporting this kind of work and becoming a mentor, volunteering with us, because it is so rewarding. Uh, Even my own writing, my writing partner is here, she's volunteering. She said, our writing has changed since since five weeks ago. I wonder, I was like, oh, it's because I've been teaching the the kids. It's the kids. (laughs) I'm so empowered. (laughs) The kids are boundless. (laughs) What got you into this work? Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, Well, it was a calling. I was a newspaper reporter. And so I always thought that was a service to the community, but you know, the industry just tanked, you know, and that's what we're talking about tonight is the future of film and media. And, um, and, it, it, and, it's, and it's startling how, you know, I don't think this is, this is not, this, is happen, this has happened before, the newspaper industry. So, you know, the writers are striking right now, AI, chat GPT, everybody's like, oh my goodness, what's gonna, well, you know, the newspaper industry. I, right? I mean, it's changed that. What we do as creators is we must take it upon ourselves to continue creating and to continue creating in a way that is so aligned versus something that is just um, a perpetual rat race to create more content that's not meaningful. And one more question. I know that you work with a lot of youth from underserved communities. Why is that part important to you? Well. You know, we started this this program thinking that we would just um, give it to any kid, um, but we had a hard time finding um, uh, youth that 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 um, would just you know if we went to directly to the parents, it was hard to find. What we found it was really a lot more impactful to go to a youth organization who already have who are already serving kids. 
And then beyond that, they just so happen to be, you know, kids who are, who could use a leg up. And the thing is though, it's really beautiful because it's not, um, they're not lesser. There's so much, so, there's so much more. They're so, and I, I never like to think about like, oh, we're giving back to an underserved community, even though we have to use those terms. You know what? They give back to us. We should really go to them and see like how much these kids are incredible human beings and learn from them because the adults, we all messed it up. They have the solutions. They have the solutions. It's, yeah. it's, it's right true. there. It's true. We just talk to them. Awesome. Now, this is Miss Adrian, who runs the Village Project. We are, this is our 17th year, and we started back in 2006 because there was a lot of violence in the Western Edition. And what I discovered is that there was a lockdown on the kids, and I was just really concerned that the kids wouldn't be able to have lunch, and most of them get their free lunch from school. So I decided that I'd come over from Oakland, feed them lunch every day, and then go back to work. Made the mistake of taking them on a field trip. And then they fell in love with you. And that was it. I never went, I took a leave of absence from my job. Can you Now, during our interview, she kept an eye on the kids and made sure they were eating and staying in the building. I got my eyes on You never know when you're going to see me. Hello. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sorry, sweetie. Please, no, please don't be. Yeah. yeah. So that's how we started. I took a leave of absence, thought I would go back, never went back. Uh, my boss, I was selling copiers at the time, and my boss donated a copier and gave us a printer, and that was the start of the Village Project 17 years ago. I can't believe that it was so temporary in my mind when I started that I never looked back. That's how those uh, that's how those life changing things happen, right? They just kind they they well you work for it and you you have a vision and then all of a sudden it's your life. And it's been a, a good run. It's been a wonderful run. Um, I'm, I say people say when are you going to retire? I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> as long as there are babies in need, I think I'll be there. So, so yeah. So this project, we just watched some wonderful short films. Why are the arts such an important part of your program and what you're doing with the kids? I love, this was one of the most interesting projects we partnered on because it gave the babies the, the behind the scene of something that they love doing. They love the cartoons, so to do the animation and for them to learn how things are done. And so they're thirsty for knowledge. So what I try to do is just broaden their perspective by exposing them to as much things as I can different. This was good because we do include the arts. We're focused on literacy and then each at four o'clock each day they have an extracurricular to do. Whether it be dancing, ballet, um, singing. I used to teach them how to sing can't carry a note. (laughs) But they sounded good. That's right. That's how I roll. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And to go from, I mean, like film is such an escape, and so to be able to make all of this a, a reality for them is such a cool yeah. Thing. And I love exposing them. This yeah. one is a little uh, star here. Yeah. It's so funny because her auntie was six years old and came to the program. Now the auntie is 19 with a baby, 
and then I get her little sister. So, and then, you know, I'm a granny. I grew up in the South, different environment. These babies have challenges. They have, ch I just lost one to violence two weeks ago. Um, and it broke my heart, he's 14. And, and so that's a, you know, it, it took me back. The reason I started this was to get rid of the violence and make them have opportunities where they're not feel for, fearful of being in somebody's turf. Amazes me. How are you gonna live in the projects and call it your turf and you will, you're willing to kill for that? So I try to give them positive exposure so that they can have alternatives, you know, and so we do everything. I'm taking them to Universal Studios this summer, and so the families have to come. That's the other thing. I keep my baby's parents involved. Don't send them to me just to babysit. Come, let's be a family and expose them together. I love it. This was great. This was absolutely great to see them, and, and now they see the, they were in the fragmented part, and now they see the end results. That was just so fulfilling. I loved it. I loved the whole adventure. Before the yes. panel got started, I got to chat with some of the young talents from the program. Some of the kids I approached for an interview were a little shy right after the film screening, but by the time they got some pizza, they were ready to talk. My name's Amani, and I'm seven years old. Perfect. My name is Alani, and I'm nine years old. My name is Isis, and I'm 11 years old. My name is Lena, and I'm seven and a half. My name is Amina, and I'm 11 years old. So tell me, did you guys have so much fun doing this? Yes, yes. we did. Yes, it was so Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. It yeah. was very fun and interesting. Yeah, and we had to like watch the movies and get um, popcorn free popcorn because we're rich. Oh, God. <laughs> it was it was simple, funny, and fun to do it. And me and Isis and Amani and Reyna wasn't in it, but we was recording. Yeah. You were, record you were still a part of the creative yeah. process. It was really um, fascinating to see how they made the video and how the like, green screen worked. Yeah. And yeah. And then you raised you like your it? hand. What was your favorite part? At the end, when they went to go get Eden's backpack, that was really funny when the, when the Demogorgon came out. Yeah, that was really funny and actually super scary. Yeah. So. And I would like to make another movie. Yeah. More movies than in the future, right? Yeah, and I like like when we like um when we all uh, sitting down and we was like drawing pictures. You need to flip us? Yeah. I was gonna say that I love doing a movie and hopefully I make a whole bunch of more movies in the future. I hope so too. I want to see all of your guys' uh, names on some future film credits, okay? Yeah. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you. Are you guys like so proud of yourselves? Yes. yes. You and I think everybody who made a movie did a very good job. Me yeah. too. And I, and I love everybody's creation. Yeah. I loved your creation. The event ended with the Future of Film and Media panel, which consisted of industry professionals like Chloe Moasis, who works in global digital marketing at Sony Pictures, Shaka Jamal, director of WeXL's Battle Against the Odds documentary short film, Florencia Monoville, creator of Dyke Central on Amazon, and Masashi Niwano, director of artist development at SF Film. Bay Current is a production of KCBS Radio. For more Bay Area stories, subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.